Hello all and I hope you're having a wonderful night. It is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. Another episode of Let's Talk About Sex, Tantra with Tutu. This is episode 13, The Young and the Restless. And tonight we'll be talking about teen sexuality and the cons and the pros that come with it. Hello all again and it is episode 13 and I hope you guys are having again a wonderful night. Uh, Again as you all know first disclaimer when we come on this podcast and it is I do not own the rights to any music on this podcast. Second disclaimer is I'm not a life coach. I am not a psychosexual therapist. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a mental health therapist. I am not a uh, psychologist. I am simply a woman who is also though a womb practitioner. I am very versed in tantric sex um, classes. I have taken human sexuality and and human sexual behavior. I am a licensed massage therapist. I also have um, excuse me certifications in the medical field as far as the CNA med tech phlebotomist I could go on about all the certifications and the certifications that I'm about to gain but tonight we are here to talk about the young and the restless um I again as you know you know before we get into the heavy stuff I want to say first of all thank you uh for all my all the support as Tantra with Tutu continues to gain more, you know, exposure. I am really, really thankful about, you know, just sticking with me through the, the, the hard times where I was not able to record or able to put up an episode and you still stuck with me. I'm thankful for your consistency. I'm sorry I haven't been as consistent with the copulation report. It's been a lot of changes in the past week and a half. I'm And it's, it's great, all great changes. There will be a website coming for Tantra with Tutu and it's going to be so much more, um, Tonight is the season finale, guys, and I know that, you know, hopefully some of you guys are as sad as I am, but I will be back in August, if not September. I'm hoping to, well, I'm not even going to say hoping. August or September is when we're coming back with season two. I have so many great topics coming to you, and I wanted to bring more of a balance where it's to be Fridays we keep it about sex, and, you know, Tuesdays we keep it about news and information. Um, It's kind of been for this being this my first season, and I was kind of just winging it, not winging it, but, you know, just, you know, going off of what spirit led me to do with these episodes um and i decided to just you know kind of give you kind of a little of both in this in this season but we're gonna make it fun more season two we have so much more for sex news sex information sex education entertainment um i'm really hoping to go visual with this but right now i just want to see where i can take it with the audio and that way we are able to, you know, move forward in some in some good in some good shit. You know, um, I'm really excited because of things I have coming. I cannot wait. And I'll probably throw a little 
like random episode in between to kind of keep people updated as far as and i will keep you an update on the in the copulation report as well the copulation report will be back on tuesday at nine o'clock i'm sorry for the inconsistencies i have just been exhausted from work it has just been so much going on as far as my kids and as well and things like that it's just so much so um you know and I, i do run like a whole business outside of the podcast so you know, it's just been really, really hectic with the girls coming back from surgery, being that I am a lymphatic drainage therapist and specialize in post-op. Just thought I'd throw it out there for those girls all over the world who are getting surgery. Um, Another thing I would like to say is we have a peace moment on this podcast where we smoke our blunts. We take our sip of wine. We drink our drink. If you're drinking spirits, be mindful of the spirits. Um, and I always say that on my podcast, I also, so, you know, before we get into the heavy stuff tonight is about teen sexuality. So before we, you know, get into that, because I know there's parents out there just like me who either have teenagers or will have teenagers and, you know, or have children and are looking, not looking forward to this conversation, but it is something that I think that we should talk about. And I think that it was a good thing to end the season on because next time we come in, we won't be as serious, but we will be touching on very important issues throughout Tantra with Tutu. So this is the time. Lighters up, drinks up. Oh, my damn lighter went out. Okay. Yeah, I know I take my little couple of puffs. But I might have to take a little more puffs because it's been a rough, rough freak. It's been rough, but a good rough. That makes sense. Okay. So I really wanted to touch on this and tonight's topics will be coming from cdc.gov, gutmacra.org. Um, and I want to say, gosh, I don't have the other one right here in front of my face, but um, it's probably on the next page. But I really wanted to talk about teen sexuality. Um, I want to say, especially in the black community, I can't speak for, you know, not saying that this doesn't happen in all cultures, but I would just say being in the black community, a lot of us um excuse me we're told you know in in many instances you know we weren't really sat down and had conversations not saying that some parents did since did not sit down and talk to their uh children about certain things but for us it was a lot of especially if you're a female you know don't come home pregnant don't bring no babies home um sex as you guys know is why I started this podcast is because it's so natural. It's such a natural thing to want to engage in, in a feeling that is almost, you know, as natural as drinking water, as natural as eating, as natural as going to the bathroom. It is, it is one of those emotions. So I, I, I wanted to talk about how it's very important to know that as teenagers, we develop, you know, those, those urges. I would say in a very young age, especially going to the middle school that I went to, a lot of us had those sexual experiences a little early, earlier than probably we would like, earlier than what we knew we were experiencing. <clears throat> you know, a lot of us were getting fingered. A lot of us were sometimes, you know, giving oral to supplement the fact that we didn't want to have sex because, you know, some girls, you know, felt like, you know, giving head wasn't sex. How do we even get into this emotional state of coming into God, meeting a guy or a girl or however, vice versa, girl, or girl, got a guy, however it may be. How do we get into these emotions and how do we speak about them? And like when we're really not really talking to our kids about it, why? Because we know that they're going to do it. But with something that's like that unspoken rule, we don't really want them to do it. 
And I think that's all parents. No, no, really no parent wants their kids to be having sex. It's just the honest truth, but we know they're going to do it. But how do we sit there and approach these situations and how do we talk to them about it? I really have a lot of things that I want to implement as I, as I continue to move forward and start this nonprofit agency. I want to implement a lot of things and classes and seminars and webinars for our, our teenagers because... I don't think that we're talked about the emotional elements of sex. We're not talking, we talk about dating. We talk about, you know, health class where we learn about pregnancy. We learn about our menstruals. We learn about wet dreams. We learn about all these things, but we don't really, we learn about rape and date rape and things like that. But do we really learn about dating and understanding those feelings? Are we, and then, or let's talk about the, you know, some of us grew up in a group, you know, group of people who, you know, oh, our friends were doing it. So we felt like we had to do it too. You know, I had a friend, we were on the phone, we were joking. And I was like, you know, I want to be able to talk to, um, especially people around my age. I'm 31. And I want to talk to people uh, about our experiences with growing up because none of us really talks about it. And she was like, you know, she was a virgin and, you know, she was going to, a, you know, her homegirl's house. They had guys over there. So she felt like she had to go to guy over there. But there was so she she tried to act like she wasn't a virgin, but she he was so, you know, she was so tight and he couldn't get in there. It was just. She, you know, she was embarrassed because she was a virgin. But like, I was like, guys, no, you know, people know. Like, when you, 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 you know that you've never engaged in any type of activity. It's, it's different when you, like I said, you're fingering and things like that. Those small things. I think for a lot of us, it started off that way. Is like fingering and feeling, you know, to get that that kind of thing because those were to get that kind of feeling of understanding sex in a way of we want to enjoy each other but we also want to enjoy this feeling uh and I think that's really a lot of where it comes from for me um I've always been kind of like sexual uh I've always been in tune with myself as far as that so for me like sex foreplay all of that stuff is fun I'm sorry. I caught off guard real quick because I was just making sure nobody was in front of my house. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, but, you know, I think it was more about understanding that we enjoy this feeling and we enjoy this feeling with each other. Nobody really understands, you know, to be honest, nobody. I don't know if there's a lot of people having conversations with the guys about sex and how to please a woman because a lot of times a lot of people in our generation not everyone had absent fathers or things that weren't really teaching us so we had to learn kind of from each other you know we had to kind of grow up and understand these experiences together like you know maybe sometimes the guys you know we we as women i would say as females we always kind of follow the guys lead and you know and sometimes most of the guys act like they knew what they were talking about so we just went with it not really knowing what we were doing I mean, it could have been vice versa, you know? I think that sex is a beautiful thing, and I think that understanding the element of making each other feel good is a great thing, but in the right way. I think it's more than just getting a nut off when you are younger. I think that, of course, it's getting a nut off, but I mean, it's more of a mysterious element behind it from when I was growing up. But at the same time, I also would say TV kind of jacked that up because... TV and porn, watching all of our generation watching porn early jacked us up because that's what we thought sex was. A lot of us watched that movie Baby Boy and we thought, oh, we're going to argue with our nigga and we're going to fuck real good afterwards. When in actuality, a lot of niggas can't last and a lot of women probably can't take dick. So, you know, it's not always going to be that. 
And then we, another thing is we don't really know what we're doing. You know, we're going off of a lot of what we see, not just with porn, but a lot of, you know, trial and error. Like, okay, this works and this doesn't. Or maybe, you know, we're acting like this works and doesn't. Or maybe we're acting like we like something because we want to, we want to like each other. We want to be with each other. We want to talk to each other. We want to engage with each other. But nobody taught us that sex was like something that could be engaged in in a positive way instead of saying, oh, do not have sex. You'll get pregnant. You'll get STDs. You're going to die tomorrow if you have sex. But every, every, every episode, every TV show, everything you watch is sex. So how could you not? An estimated 55% of male and female teens have had sexual intercourse by the age of 18. 80% of teens use some form of contraception and at first sex according to a new report by the CDC's National Center of Health Statistics. The report sexual activity and contraceptive use among teenagers in the United States from 2011 to 2015 features the most recent data from the National Survey of Family Growth. Um, conducted by the NCHS and compares the new data to the past NSFG data. The data represents all teens in the U.S. were derived from interviews with 4,134 males and teens and female teens 15 through 19 ages of, um, I'm sorry, ages 15 through 19 over the period of 2011 to 2015. Uh, so it's among those 15 to, um, from the ages 15 to 19, 42% have um, had sex among teens and male and the I'm sorry, Lord. Among the teen females aged fifteen to nineteen, forty-two percent had ever had sex among teen males. The for the percent was forty-four percent. So to clarify, if I said that wrong, females forty-two percent and forty-four percent for males for fifteen ages fifteen to nineteen. And these percentages have gradually declined since 1988, when 51% of the female and 60% of male teens had ever had sex. In 2011 to 2015, 3 in 10 teens, 30% female teens, and 29% male teens had sexual intercourse at least once in the past three months. A small percentage of teens had their first sexual intercourse with someone they just met. Female teens, 2%. Male teens, 7%. Whereas the majority had their first partner with whom they were going steady. Female teens, 74%. Male teens, 51%. Virtually all sexually experienced female teens had used some method of contraception and increased. And this has increased from 98% females and teens in 2002 to 99% in 2011 to 2015. This level has sustained since the earliest published data in the series in 1995 when it was 96%. Among those teens who had not yet had sex, the most common reasons were for abstaining for were against their religion or morals, and they haven't found the right person yet, um, or don't want to get anyone pregnant. Huh? How is that? Of course, because that's the black people's anthem. Don't come home with no babies. Don't come home with no babies. We know you're going to fuck, but just don't come home with any babies. Like, what kind of fucking advice? Like, another one is I haven't found the right, right, right person yet. And I will say, I'm just going to keep it so real. For my, our generation, it was kind of like that. It was like that for us, but it wasn't like that for us. Meaning, like, we wanted to find the right person, but we also thought every fucking person we were with probably was probably the right fucking person. So, I don't know. Um, My experience was a little different. Um, I ended up, you know, kind of messing with a boy who was a little older than me. And I was 12, and he was 16. 
uh we were exactly four years apart because both of our birthday was in the same month so it was kind of weird but it was i don't know i was just young he didn't ever have sex with me or anything but it was like you know fingering me and stuff like that we didn't have sex until two years later when i was 14 and he was 18 and you know It'd be like that sometimes, but it wasn't a, I don't feel like I was taking advantage of or anything. It just was, it was very different because everybody's experience isn't the same. So I would say I was preparing myself, but I wasn't really prepared because it was like, you know, I like that feeling. I think it's more of the attention. Um, You want that attention because eventually it's going to lead to that sexual, you know, adventure or maybe we're all looking for sexual adventure. Maybe we're all looking for somebody to, you know, move us along in that way. And we actually don't really know what we're doing when we're kids. And a lot of my experiences, like when having, you know, like I told you, we were, I was 14 and he was 18. But I also know that there was um, a lot of us messing with older guys, a lot of us who were, or messing with guys in high school. So a lot of those experiences, I wasn't one of those girls who messed with too many older guys. They were a few years older than me, but I never was really like an older guy type of person anyway. So it really didn't, it really didn't matter for me. I was cool with my age group most of the time, but you know, I, I, I like the lead up. I like the mystery. I like the action. I like the foreplay. I like the play. I like the play and I like the act, of course, but the play gets me really in the mood because that's fun for me. You know, no girl really wants to jump into it all the time unless that's their thing. But most girls, I would say when we were back in high school, we equated that sex with love thing. And that's why I want to really, you know, implement a program for young girls, not even just young girls, for young teenagers, because to really talk about sex let's get an idea of what their actual dating life is like what their situation is because it's totally different as we go generation to generation we could say females and males are the same but look at this is a whole generation of technology and and most of there is oh why you didn't put me on instagram and you know and it's a lot of only fans it's a lot of sex out there front street you know back then when we were doing stuff it was discreet we could do porn and people barely wouldn't know until like fucking right now you know what I'm saying? Unless you was that, that hype. But I'm saying if you not, you know what I'm saying? It was just, there's certain things of there's no mystery. And these kids probably do not understand how to present anything sexually because, you know, who really taught us? I mean, there's been, and I think now, thankfully to the more millennials I've noticed and I've talked to them, we, they talk to their kids more and more open about sexual situations, but we don't really know what they're doing. Um, You know, you have kids out here you know, again, equating sex to love. And, and I think we come from a, a hardcore generation. If you're, you're my age and you have family, like a baby boomers and, you know, things like that. And I say this to say a lot of our older generation is like, they ain't giving up no pussy if you ain't giving up no money. And, and a lot of that is a thing too, that city girl mentality, which I am not mad because, you know, fuck nigga, I'm a hoochie. If you ain't breaking no bread, I ain't breaking no coochie. You feel me? That's like a real thing for some people, you know, because 
not only is that we set ourselves up to think that oh we can't fuck with these niggas unless we financially stable and you have some women who now in this generation now we're in that city girl generation i wish we did have the city girl generation back then because we were more and i'm trying to be funny and r&b i in love i love this thing oh my god take care i want to marry him oh my god i want you know we were in love this generation is not in love this generation is all about sex and all about pouncing on each other and drugs and there is really no in between with it um, even the the heartfelt songs that I do hear, they don't they sound like conversations. Like there's no R and B soul, like, you know, even that over and over song, like I like that song. But we don't really have any mystery to give these kids to lead up. And that's why they think that sex is just like a thing. It's not it's not a sacred thing. And in all actuality, we need to be teaching our teenagers that, hey, you you are important, especially at this age. You're very fragile. You're very fragile with your feelings. And this goes for girls and this goes for guys. You're very fragile with your feelings at that age. You really think, you know, even if you can pretend like, you know, to have your life together everybody has like that first crush that first love that first heartbreak and then probably eventually y'all have a sexual connection you know we all are ready to have a sexual connection and then if we don't teach them now it's going to lead to having different partners is why i told y'all in the last past 12 episodes i'm sorry let's say that 10 because there's a real need to let them know that there's an, an element there's i don't hear nothing about condoms for real i saw oh matter of fact i lied you guys i saw a condom commercial the other day so they are still promoting condoms guys <laughs> but the 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 teen pregnancy rate i don't think i think has gone down and the reason i say that is because i haven't heard about teen pregnancies a lot especially when i was going to school there was hella teen pregnancies so and another thing that i think the kids are looking at and let's be real like our sisters our older sisters our older brothers our older cousins so they they have this many kids nobody want to be having kids like that at a young age that's probably stopping the fucking now not even just that but the you know the the whole thing of the element of no kids there's no there's no love there um but there is sex and we have to teach them to be safe about it who's really talking about these stds at a, at a rate because to be honest there are a lot of people this goes for adults as well yeah they'll go to they'll have an std be burning go to the doctor and then move on fuck somebody else in, in a minute and some people are okay with that don't think that the people aren't doing that in secret because they are okay they are because you know sex is important anybody gonna not a lot of people are gonna want to fuck you if they know that you're burning you know what i'm saying a lot of people aren't gonna want to fuck you but my thing is if a lot of people it's not even about you burning like i said there's people who have hiv undetected you got herpes is one of the the biggest stds that i've seen you know, doing research. Another thing is, you know, you know how many people have HPV, chlamydia. Chlamydia is very, very, very common. And I don't want you to think it's not either. You know, and, and if people would have listened to the STD episode, you you know, that would be the importance of letting your, our teenagers know. Because our teenagers have an opportunity to, you know, make, to correct the mistakes where we didn't. And, and we have an opportunity to teach them where we didn't learn. You know, I would say in my, my tw 19 to 20s, I made a lot of mistakes, but it could have been a lot of things that could have been avoided if I was kind of like people, if the schools didn't just teach us. I'm not saying that our families didn't teach us and tell us certain things, but a lot of people, sometimes they were not taught. So how are you going to teach something to someone else that you didn't really learn yourself? Because nobody really told you. I come from an older family, an older family of, you know, people who had kids, 
hella kids, you know what I'm saying? And that was the thing, you know, so having kids, building a family and a foundation. So when people, we talk about sex, most of the time, a lot of our families will be like, oh, you met, you're going to marry him. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Like, no, you know, this is just a, a thing of nobody sat us down to tell us how am I supposed to deal with this situation? Okay. What if he fucks me and leaves me? Nobody taught me the emotional element that is ta- attached to sex. They don't teach you that. They tell you about relationships. They tell you about sex separately, but nobody really tells you about the emotional element that connects the two of why it's so important to understand why you feel the way you do after you give this this pussy to someone or you give this, your, yourself to someone and they leave you because the element of fully enthralling yourself in an act like that is transferring energy to someone, especially when you are putting your full intention of love to someone. You just gave all that love and if they that you just gave all that love and as a teenager, you're not ex- you're not understanding that because we 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 are naturally younger. We're we're naturally innocent. We're still looking for that innocence, that innocence that we don't find in our adult relationships because we have been tainted and we have been hurt and we've been dragged and kicked to eliminate a lot of that. Not saying it won't happen, but to eliminate a lot of that, we can be educating ourselves and our kids about our relationships and and turning those situations around and letting them, you know, pick and choose their sexual experiences in a positive way without scaring them and saying, hey, oh, you'll get pregnant, you're going to die tomorrow if you don't, you know, necessarily have sex, if you have sex, this is what it's going to be. Instead of saying, hey, let's talk about condoms. Let's talk about, you know, how you're feeling. Let's talk about what, you know, what you've been feeling lately. Have you been getting these urges? Because why is, again, like I said in the past episode, why is it okay for guys to masturbate and not girls? If you're, if your daughter's having these experiences and, and maybe she's at a, an old enough age where she's probably, you know, going to have sex anyway, you know, introducing her to loving herself first and understanding the element of why that's important and then giving it to somebody else is going to show, you know, even more reason why we need to be educating on the emotional elements and attachments that come with sex and sexual relationships, especially to teenagers, because, you know, a lot of people will kill themselves, not just only over relationships, but it's just not about relationships, but I think over love. The fact that we have overly loved, we gave all we could give and our teenagers, our children are more fragile. Uh, and to be honest, I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. This generation to me now is way more sensitive and fragile than we were. And I'm not saying because we had some fragile people. We had some people who couldn't handle it. And that's OK. You're not necessarily going to handle everything. You know, everything isn't supposed to be handled. So let's, you know, let's let's start there, you know. So but we do want to handle this as far as if we teach them about because I think a lot of it comes with not just loving someone it comes from the full engaging act of having sex sexuality is a fundamental aspect of being human and sexual activity is a basic part of human development for young people in the United States as they develop adolescent and young adults need access to evidence-based holistic and non-stigmatizing information education and services that support their lifelong sexual sexual and reproductive health and well-being The findings included that in this fact sheet about adolescent sexual and reproductive health in the United States are the most current available. So this here is, uh, this is Gutmacher Institute. 
and it was saying during adolescence many young people engage in a range of sexual behaviors and develop romantic and intimate relationships see and that's mostly why the sex comes into play because not saying if you weren't developing those feelings when you're young because we knew as as teenagers or we knew as younger people with our inner spirit and our inner intuition we knew that love is a thing we know that sex is a thing and we know that they are two can be two in the same and probably should be two in the same if it's up depending on your personality in 2013 uh to 2014 20 percent of 13 to 14 year olds 44 percent of 15 to 17 year olds reported that they had ev- that they ever had some type of romantic relationship or dating experience in 2013 to 2015 90% of adolescents aged 15 to 19 identified as straight or heterosexual while 5% males and 13% females reported their sexual orientation as lesbian gay bisexual or something else masturbation is a common behavior during adolescence and national sample of young people aged 14 to 17 reports of having masturbated increased with the age more Males reported masturbation than females. So there's 74% males that reported it and 48% females. So that makes me feel good that we're, you know, we have a good number of understanding that it is an importance and that, that there is a need for it. But at the same time, there's an element of exchanging your intimate relationships. I mean, exchanging, understanding the intimate relationships that comes with sex. I'm not trying to be funny. You could be as promiscuous as you like, but most of the time you started off having sex because you had a some type of connection or with that person. Not unless you just met a random off the street and you just, you know, had sex for your first time, which I, I highly doubt. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in certain circumstances. I mean, you know, un, in, in un, you know, circumstances that are not good at sometimes what i'm saying is most people if you're having sex for your first time you're you you're most likely doing it with the person that you've you know exchanged some type of care for some type of trust with reasons why it's so important to understand that um partnered sexual activity may include a range of behaviors in 2015 to 2017 40% 40% adolescents age 15 to 19 reported over having a penile vaginal intercourse, commonly referred to as sexual intercourse. 45% had had oral sex with a different partner and 9% reported ever having had sex with a different sex partner. Overall, the share of 15 to 19 year olds that had had sexual intercourse had remained steady in recent years, but among the narrow, narrower population of high school students, there was a decline in 2013 to 2017 in the proportion that had ever had sexual intercourse from 47 percent to 40 percent the proportion of young people who have had sexual intercourse increases rapidly as they age through adolescence in 2013 about one in five 15 year olds two-thirds of 18 year olds reported having had sex it's probably the music of why they don't do anything anymore i'm just kidding among adolescents um for the penile, I'm sorry, 15 to 19, again, from 2015 to 2017, who had had penile vaginal sex, 75% of females and 48% of males reported that their first intercourse was with a steady partner. Again, that's very important because most of the time, if you are losing your virginity and without this, I'm talking about circumstances of just, you know, that first time, if you've had this experience, not the, the horrible experiences or any terrible experiences or anything that referred to it. But, you know, if you really most of the time had an experience where you lost your virginity, 
most likely you have done that with a person that you trust. It's somebody that you know, somebody that you've exchanged some type of time with, somebody that you've, you know, spent some type of time with, you know, and a lot of, for these teenagers, that's what it's for. And, you know, and a lot of them are, are trying to experiment like we all did. Like we all experiment, most of us, let me not, you know, most of us experimented with, you know, certain things. Like I've been very transparent on my, on my, you know, I've had most of my boyfriends were older at the time. I've had a lot of sexual experiences. I've had a guy break up with me because he felt like I was too young, you know, at, in high school. And I respect it now, you know, and that's cool. But, you know, some people for me in the life that he lived at the time and the life that I was living, I couldn't take that on as a 15 year old, <laughs> you know, so some some things we have to understand it's a very fragile time we think we want something at these ages and especially me i thought i knew every fucking thing about every fucking thing because i came from an older family i've seen a lot went through a lot but you really don't know because if, if you're still in a child's mind and you're still gonna think like a child and, and, and a child and most of the time want love want a relationship want companionship like any other person but at those fragile ages of teenager as a teenager you want those experiences you know, I, you know, most of our heartbreaks and things like that came from like, um, you know, those ages of, you know, 19 is when I got with my daughter's dad and, you know, I went through a lot. I went through stuff that married couples were going through that I shouldn't have been going through at 19, but nobody prepared me for those things until I got in those situations and there was really nothing to say. So, you know, I really want to prepare and I really want to have classes where we talk about their experiences and I really want it to be transparent. And if and I really want, of course, with the parents permission for them to be as transparent about their situation as possible, if that is possible. So, yeah, I want it to be something where they're able to be expressive about how they feel in their experiences and how to learn about them in the most effective way. So, you know, it, it, it's very important that, hey, if your your mom doesn't feel comfortable, let's send you to this class. If your dad doesn't feel comfortable, like, okay, you could be a dad with daughters. You could be two dads with a daughter. And let's, and, and you know, and this is not just about a one person, a movement. This is the everybody movement for me. So, you know, what if you're, you know, what if you're two moms with a son? two dads with a daughter you know even if you're a mom and a dad with a son a mom and a dad with a daughter a mom and dad with two sons i mean you know you get what i'm saying you have to be able to relate and understand and want to talk to them and under, make it comfortable and they may not be comfortable and, and not, not fun this thing just has nothing to do with you know as far as gender and nobody feel comfortable talking to their damn parents about sex that's any damn body unless y'all have that type of rapport most people don't want to talk to their parents about their sexual experiences, especially when you're a teenager, because it almost feels like wrong because you shouldn't be doing it because you're so young. So you want to have someone that can explain, hey, and, 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 and I will go over this, this, these courses and these classes with the parents before, let them know if they want to sit in, not really sit, I'm lying. I'm not going to let y'all sit in, but I want you to be fully and, you know, versed on the whole class and everything that's going on and what your kids to know that we safe. There's, there's a really an element of, that I was looking at in France. They have a museum where they talk to their kids about sex, sex, sex education. And there was like this big hoorah about the museum. Like some people like it, some people don't. And and I think it's because some people feel like it's close to that child pornography thing. But when they were, as they were going through the museum, and this is just me from what I saw, there was a lot of educational things that could be taught. I didn't see anything, but I've never walked through the whole day and gone thing to know everything in the museum. So let's start, you know, there. But 
it is a beautiful thing to know that people want to educate, you know, and there are a lot of sick people here, but we, for the education part, we want to educate and we want to make them aware aware of their feelings aware of their exchanges with people we want them to be comfortable with coming to us and saying hey mom i've had sex with this guy what do i do you know it's really about those feelings you know oh hey dad you know me and this girl da, da, da. and you know talk to your guys about condoms talk to your sons about wearing condoms talk to your sons early about stds because for most men it's asymptomatic talk to them about these things talk to them about the girl's feelings talk to them about the guy's feelings talk to me about talk to guys about their feelings being expressive with females talk to girls about being expressive with males without being aggressive without being loud but in learning how to communicate effectively and what you want um i didn't want to make too much of my podcast about um i'm sorry too much of my podcast about relationships but i wanted it to focus if i was more for the teenagers relationships because we want to start building where we you know it's rather it's, it's better to build strong women children than to repair broken men you want to build strong foundations in your children first and it's and, and we all make mistakes we all are still learning but i think with this element we'll be able to eliminate a lot of how children look at sex how they look at their relationships with people how they look at themselves and how they need to view that their mind body spirit and what they want is and, and just like i said when i was joking around with the guys and i was like hey season two i want to add more guys up here because guys just because i'm a are those my kids no, okay, they were. I'm sorry. They're not my kids. I thought it was my kids because I was about to go mom mode. But yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought because I thought those were my kids. But uh, yes, <laughs> you know, we want them to be aware. We want to educate. We want to them to be comfortable with being, you know, and understanding these things. It's in, in that way we can know how to move forward in stronger relationships. I think that we're doing a great job now. You know, everyone's moving forward in their in their truth. And I think that's beautiful. But I think that we want our teenagers to feel the same. You know, I think if we wish we had someone to explain it to us and we wish that we didn't have that, uh, that you know, that frightenness to be able to go to our parents and to to be afraid to talk about it when we should be very open not very open but open enough to, to have a dialogue about it that we feel comfortable to know that you're comfortable with your children that it has to be talked about these teenagers are not understanding the elements of stds i don't think this generation even gives a damn anymore about anything to be honest but that's just my generation that's my opinion but we have to be you know still there are a lot of people who do there are a lot of people who still do care fewer than 40 percent of high school americans are have ever have had sexual intercourse <laughs> it's been a decline over 15 uh per percent points since the early 1990s so i guess pe few people are having sex but i guess that's from ifstudies.org I just want to throw that out there because I had heard that as well. Again, along with that decrease in, um, I'm sorry, the decrease in pregnancy. I'm sorry, there was somebody outside my house. It's just like for Fridays, y'all know Fridays are crazy. And I don't know why. This is the day I decided to record. Um, I do want to say that the, notably the decline means in sex partners has been steeper for younger teens. The average sexually active ninth grader has had sex with two others compared to 2.64 uh, for a 12th grader. In 1991, those figures were 2.88 and 3.07, respectively, both higher numbers and much smaller gap. In 
Interestingly, these large changes in sexual frequency have not corresponded with the similar magnitude change in birth control practices. Novel forms of birth control, IUDs, shots, rings, etc., were only involved in 6 to 8% of sexual activity from 2013 to onwards. And today's teens are marginally more likely to use the pill than they were in 1991, accounting for roughly 1 in 5 sexual encounters. The decades-long drop in teen sex, in other words, is likely more of a casual factor than expanded use of birth control in explaining the steady decline of teen pregnancy and abortion. These trends are part of the parcel with more than general turn away from risky behavior among teens, apparently in the YRBS, which is, I want to say, the Youth, one second, the youth Risk Behavior Survey. Um, And as a psychologist, Jean Twinge has documented contemporary teens not only have had less sex, but drink alcohol less and drive less. The YRBS also shows the rates of experimenting with cigarette smoking at a record low. You know, maybe, you know, I just want to be funny. Maybe the music is making this this generation feel like, you know, we don't need to get high because these people are clearly fucking losing it. (laughs) Um, I do want to say thank you guys for rocking with me tonight on the season finale. It has been a very up and down road. And reasons why I said it's the season finale tonight is because maybe if I decide to throw something else later, because this is my podcast, I can do what I want, but I honestly want to keep it consistent. And I honestly want to be able to embark. I have found so much equipment that I want to use. I don't know if I want to go visual, but I do want you guys to know that I have been really pushing topics i i have I'm, I'm proud of myself for even getting this far because if you know me i just give up on things like this because it was so much time that i would have to put in and, and i found the time even if it's a little bit of time i really love doing this i really love talking to you guys i really love this podcast and i really love you being with me and as you know we have a tantra tip of the day and before i do the tantra tip of the day i would like to say please follow me on accessory 2 at tiktok and then please follow my instagram tantric 22 that is t-a-n-t-r-i-c-t-u-2 also for accessory accessory 2 for tiktok is a-c-s-e-x-o-r-y-t-u um, please continue to follow me and update me and let me know if you, um, I will be getting a website. I will be, if I can, um, updating on the copulation report about the website. Um, so let's get into our Tantra tip of the day. This is from Layla Martin, the founder of the Tantric Institute for Integrated Sexuality. And the Tantra tip is there's always a ritual for us to try a new dimension for us to explore. Tantric sex allows for sex to be a lifetime journey of discovery and exploration. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. And I will see you guys on Tuesday or we'll be with you guys on Tuesday for the copulation reports. We will be taking it to France and learning about some new sex news. And I'll see you guys again. Again, this is Let's Talk About Sex, Tantra with Tutu.